Welcome to Higher Learning for Dummies. We're your dummies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Nate. Let's get into it. Alrighty, welcome back. Um, a new week, a new recording. We try and record them in, in advance, a few days. Uh-huh. Um, we, we do, for the most part, we're pretty good. Yeah. It's a little, we have to crunch it sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. It's just Nate and I today. Yeah, we, uh, today we, we didn't, we didn't bring anyone on. Um, we just have a couple things to talk about. Yep. We'll see how long it goes. Yep. We don't really have any plans, so. But I do have a question before we get into things. Okay. Why is it that a 21-year-old body can hurt all the time? Yeah. I, like, I don't understand. I thought active people were supposed to be healthier, but I hurt. You feel great, though. Like, I feel good. But I, you also wow, feel Wow, I feel good. That's a good know, song. But, I, um, but you also feel terrible. Man, like my knees, back, shoulder. If anyone has any fancy... Remedies? Multivitamin or something that I can take that will just make my joints and stuff not hurt. Man, I'm all for it. <laughs> How is life going for you, Taylor? Good. But on, on that, like, you know, one thing I, I like realized this week, I was talking to a friend. Huh. He's a college athlete. I won't, go too, I won't go too far into it. But like, college athletes, like, it comes, like, they'll, 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 they'll like, have to subject their bodies to the sport or like science. Sports are not good for your body. No. I'm so realizing that, dude. Like, like they just—they're not good for you. It seems like it seems like they're just turning themselves into the program, and the program is just like, like they they, they try and keep them as healthy as they can. Yeah, yeah. But man, they just have to like the the body that like the athlete's body is just their it's their job, right? And like uh-huh. their project and. There's a reason why there's so many careers built out of it. There, there is. There's a principle I think that that I've learned as I've as I've played a sport through college, and obviously it's it's not a huge sport. You know, I'm not you know playing. It's club, but like you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm it's not a playing, I'm not quarterback on the football team. Right. 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 But thank goodness. Um, <laughs> that's not going too hot right now. Yeah, they're doing a little better. Aren't they on QB three? I don't know. I didn't watch the last game. I'm honestly. pretty sure they are. But anyways, that's off topic. But. Um, the body was made to be exercised. The body was made like like we are ten times healthier, much less likely to be injured when we are active and healthy. Right. However, you can break a barrier. It comes to a point. The body was also not made for intense physical punishment all the time. Every single day. And a lot of sports are consistent, high intense exercise. Things like volleyball, oftentimes basketball, lacrosse, um, football in a lot of different ways. The body was not necessarily made for that. Through high school, I didn't have a ton of problems because you're, you're young, you're growing, you're a little bit just less prone to injury, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. But now, like, I've, I just realized, like, um, the body was really not made for that. And so the principle I've learned from that is, like, you look at people who do these crazy workouts, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't do that. Like, frick, I'm not going to be as healthy as them. I think that's false. Because like we gotta understand, we don't have to do crazy, intense physical things to be quote unquote fit. Like I'm, I'm learning in so I have a class that's called Principles of Human Fitness, uh-huh. and it talks about like three to four times of moderate exercise a week is all that you need. Not intense. And obviously, obviously, intensity as far as that goes can vary person to person. There are some people who just like thrive in crazy intensity. That's to be healthy. Right. 
But when you go to the gym, are you trying to be healthy? Or you're trying to like. Right. It depends yeah. on your goals. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to the gym just to be healthy, you could walk on a treadmill for 30 minutes a day and be fine. Yeah. But obviously, it depends on the goal. Anyways, we could go off and on on that. But we could. That would be a whole topic. That's, that's insight into our lives. Sometimes we hurt and we're young. It's true. I will say, I haven't been to the gym. I only went once last week. Really? Yeah. And I, I haven't been this week. It's just, it's been crazy. <laughs> no, Fall break, you know, yeah. getting schoolwork done before. No, life is, life is busy. Life as a college kid is, is definitely. It's a lot. And sometimes push comes to shove and mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we're, we're in the business of, of staying busy with good things. Yeah. We, and sometimes the gym, the gym is always a good thing, yeah. but sometimes it's not the best thing. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta get stuff done. I've realized with, with something like physical activity and you can add this into really any hobby that you enjoy. Cause I, en- I enjoy right. exercise, right? I enjoy that. And but if it should, becomes yeah. a point that it's a task, like, Oh, I have to exercise today. That becomes something that you no longer love. Yeah. And it's no longer that mental output, which, so, so you kind of got to be careful. That that's a whole release, other side. That uh, that's a whole other side of, of health. Mm-hmm. You know, is is the mental aspect, mental release, whatever. We should get a doctor on here. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That would be way interesting. All right, episode with the doctor coming soon. Okay, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, but we did just, I guess, update on our lives. Um, as far as kind of collectively, we're halfway through the semester now, which is crazy. Um, it's wild. Two on Monday or Sunday, it's two months until like classes are officially done. <sighs> So like last day for final exams is the sixteenth. Here's a question. Of December. Here's a question. When did school start? Uh, fetch. It's like September first. No, it 30th? was August. Yeah, end of August, right? So what? Let me, let me look. I have the exact date. It was August 29th. Month, month and a half ago. Yeah. Month and a half ago. We're a month and a half in. Has this semester gone? Would like. In what ways has this semester gone not as planned? Because me, I look at I look at um, from where the semester started to now, and I have like an idea of what I'd be doing, and it's not at all that, like at all. That's a good question. Like my idea of work, my idea like how my classes were going to play out, uh-huh. and a lot of things with that have changed from what I was expecting to happen. I don't know. So the big thing in, in my life, I guess it changed was, was moving out from living at home that you weren't planning on that. No, no, not at all. That And that was kind of a, a quicker decision that was made that just felt right. And uh-huh. so, you know, the opportunity came and I just kind of sent it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was going to do that. If you remember right, um, kind of towards the beginning of the semester, I was planning on doing it in January. Yeah. Um, but an opportunity to move in earlier popped up and I took it. And so that's obviously been different. Um, I don't know because a lot like volleyball has been more or less what as planned expected school like I don't know because the past if anything the past two semesters taught me is you have no idea what you're getting into when you get in so so much can happen in two weeks yeah I'll say this I can't decide if it's going by slow or if it's going by fast yeah (laughs) because like most weeks I'm like dang like it's already Friday and then other times I'm like, we're only halfway through the semester. Exactly, exactly. So, but at I the same know. time, I don't know. I don't know. How to at the same that. time, then we're like two months until the end of the semester, and we're like, dang, that's a long time. But other times it's like that's like no time at all. Exactly. <laughs> like we're already halfway through, but 
at the same time, it's like, dang, we're only halfway through. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. So if anyone else, if their semesters have not, have not gone as planned, then... You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out. So um, we, we... I saw a quote today. Well, I've seen it before, but I came across it today and I sent it again to Nate. Mm-hmm. The one from the movie? Yeah, from okay. Passengers. I love that quote. I have I have not seen the movie. I actually know nothing about it. I've all, I have but I have seen this quote. Before. I haven't seen the whole movie. I've seen like clips of it. Um, but basically, the idea is these th- this spaceship is flying a whole bunch of people through space. I forget where they're going. Um, and this guy's pod like breaks, and he like they're all they're all supposed to be asleep until they they get to their destination and like not aging. It's supposed to like pause their life, uh-huh. so they because it takes a long time to travel to wherever they're going. This guy wakes up, and but his pod breaks and he and he wakes up early, so he's just the only guy on the spaceship. And basically, in this scene, there is this bartender robot. Oh, it's a robot. No, he's a robot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he goes to him, like talks to him, has a conversation, and basically, this dude who's lost in space. Well, not lost in space. He's the only one on the ship with no one else. What does he say? He sa- he says, Lace and bartender wisdom on me. Yeah. And the, the robot bartender is like, you're not where you want to be. You'd rather be somewhere else. You don't feel like you're where you're supposed to be. Exactly. You don't feel like you belong. But think about where you... If you could snap your fingers and go anywhere, and you did, would you feel any different? Or would you feel the same? I forget what he says after that. Okay, so I, you, I you have it, the rest of the quote. Up. You have the rest of the quote. So, so this is what he says. So afterwards, so um, he's like, I, I reckon you'd feel the same if you went to the place where you think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd still be unhappy. So this is what he says. You can't get so hung up on where you'd rather be that you forget to make the most of where you are. Yeah. And this is this is a dude who's lost, who's lost in space. Uh-huh. And you have to watch the movie to figure out the rest. But that's a good that's a good principle. Yeah. And it's it's kind of I guess to dumb it down, it's kind of almost that the grass is always greener. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like like you buy a, a if you're deciding between two shirts to buy, you buy one of them, you're gonna love it, but then like you're always gonna be like, Oh man, maybe I should have bought the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So which obviously that's a very cheap example, but um I think we, we kind of base our, which we've, I think we've talked about this or at least mentioned this a little bit a couple times um, about getting maybe too focused on the future. Like, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy. When right. I graduate from college, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. When I graduate from, uh, when, I, when I get to grad school, I'll be happy. When I get married, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And that time will come and we still likely won't be happy. Yeah. If that's what we're basing our happiness off of is, is getting to a certain point in our life like maybe more of a monetary thing, our, our, our happiness can't be based off of that because it will never achieve that satisfaction. Yeah, there's, um, well, there's a, there's a quote like, men are free to choose natural themselves and not to be acted upon. Or to, Yeah, I probably botched it, but you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. We're not meant to be acted upon. So we can't rely on situations or environments or future possessions or whatever mm-hmm. to control us. Like that, like we're not, that, that, that's not supposed to happen. We act for ourselves. Right. Right. So, so we have to figure out in the situation where we're in what we can control and how to change our mindset. I think like, like you were saying. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, and this is something that that I hope I can voice. Um, because you and I don't like we're very much guilty of of this. Okay. At least I am. Okay. You know, very much guilty of of kind of looking ahead and and wishing for a forward time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, We've got our plan. It's it's hard. I think it's natural. It's it's something we all do. Mm-hmm. But as as human, you know, as human beings, we naturally want what we don't have. Yeah. Or want what we think we should have or are supposed to have. Um, I think it's, we're we're curious. You can't you can't truly experience something until you've actually gone and done that right. thing. Like like you can hear people talk about it and you can uh-huh. see pictures, but in order to actually experience it, like you have to go and do yeah. that thing. If, if check you go, if you go to you know like like Bali, yeah, you, you go to Cancun or on a cruise or something that I've never been on. It's not going to be enough for you to just show me the pictures. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, it was so great, and I'll be like, wow, I just experienced. No, no. Um, but at the same time, like I, you talked about perspective, um, and I thought, like, well, what 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 does that mean? What does that look like? Because typically, a lot of times when comparing, going back to kind of the the topic of comparison, we see someone who has something, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, they're so happy because they have this. Mm-hmm. Where in reality, that's an assumption. Right. Right. Most of the time, either one, we don't know what's going on in their life, or two, people are happy not because of what they have. Those mm-hmm. the people that are truly happy when you dive down with them, you find it has nothing to do with with I shouldn't say nothing. Because like you said, happiness money does bring happiness to a point. Or maybe that was Kate. That was, I think Kate. It was Kate. Yeah. Um I but can't people's take happiness is not tied up in in money or possessions. It's tied up in, in like what this said, um, making the most of where you are. Because mm-hmm. a college kid, I think about how how happy college kids are. There's a lot of people that you and I have been around that I would consider very happy people, mm-hmm. very positive people. And you know what? Like we are not rich. We do not have a lot, you know? But at the same time, think about how not happy college kids are in the same mm-hmm. in the same rank. But but the things that make them happy is is despite the stress, despite being overwhelmed, you make the most of where you are. Yeah, I'm stressed out because of an exam, mm-hmm. right? I'm stressed out because I don't feel like what I'm studying is what I'm supposed to be doing. What I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know what else to do. I'm stressed out about how to pay for college. Uh, yeah, I'm but, stressed out about all these questions I have about what I'm going to mm-hmm. do with my life. That's where you are. You can't exactly change that all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't like it's it's very hard to do that, especially where we're at. It's it's a necessary, right? Yeah, it's a necessary struggle to need to pay for school to to go through school to study, for example, whatever. Um. That's necessary. That's something that we can't exactly change about the stage of life we're in. And you could relate that to a lot of different stages of life. But those who are happy can take where they are and make the most out of it. Okay, so... Find happiness despite or even in the struggles. So how would you... How would one... Not necessarily even college kids, right? More general. How does one find happiness where they're at? Right? Because, you know... And I think you and I can relate. Feeling stuck is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Not knowing where to go, like feeling trapped. Um, I saw this video where um, it's this guy on Instagram. He's talking about how a sequoia tree, if it's planted in a one-gallon bucket, it's going to be a one-gallon sequoia tree until you yeah. plant it in a five-gallon bucket, and then it's going to be a five-gallon, five gallon, yeah. and then you know, bigger and bigger. People feel like that. We've probably felt like that. Yeah. I know I have. Um, 
how does one find happiness where they're at so that they can, you know, they don't have to become reliant or think they are going to be happy at a different stage in their life. That's a great question. Do you have thoughts on it? I think it's, you know, we, we talked about finding, I know we've talked, we've mentioned before, but just finding like your priorities and finding what you're paying attention to, right? Like I can find a lot of the, a lot of times, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's a black and white thing. I don't think it's, you're focused on good things or you're not. People are going to have a mix. Everyone's focused on a good thing, right? You look at family, you look at relationships, mm. you look at, you know, religion or spirituality. Um, those are great things I think to focus on yeah. and to hopefully find peace and happiness from. Um, and then you have things like work or money or possessions. Um, I think experiences could fall under both depending on yeah. how you're treating. I think all those things can fall under both depending on how you're treating them. Um, mm. But I will say some of those are going to be much more sustainable to your emotional wealth and or to your emotional health and your well-being more than others. Yeah. I would I would say, um, which obviously it varies person to person, kind of what makes you happy or what yeah. what you can do to make the most of where you are. Like, mm -hmm. for example, my, my brother and I are, are very, very different. I absolutely love my brother and I respect him a lot. And we're very different. I find a lot of like making the most out of things very, very much socially, social groups with friends, um, spending time, you know, playing games, whatever, exercise, you know, whatever that be. Very, very much outgoing. I, I don't know. I don't know if outgoing is the word. Maybe more outward things. Mm -hmm. Whereas my brother, he is an amazing writer. He makes the most by by writing, writing stories, uh, create creativity, painting. He's a, an amazing artist too. Mm -hmm. So it, it varies person to person. But for me, kind of break it down into less less maybe specifics, more in specifics. It's it's the little things, the intangibles, mm -hmm. um, because it's not necessarily the act of, of going and doing something with friends that makes the most out of it or gives me that release, but it's the intangibles of those relationships I'm building. Yeah. Being able to, to put my stress or school, whatever priorities are there, kind of aside for a second and just be with people. Um, I, I think about like really what helps me a lot on the day-to-day -day basis because I can't go to you know, take a week vacation to Lake Powell or something right. know, mid semester. You, mm -hmm. you just can't do that. You need, you need something else to make the most out of it. And it's for me, honestly, it's, it's relationships with people. It's those intangible things that when you're with someone that you really, you really enjoy being around, you just feel good for lack of a, for lack of a better way to describe it. Like you just feel good. You feel recharged. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, what I look for a lot in any sort of, in any sort of experience with people is do I feel drained after or do I feel recharged after? Yeah. And that might that might kind of be going off of maybe what your question was, but when I feel recharged, I'm much more happy. I feel much more much more optimistic mm -hmm. about going forward with whatever it may be. A lot of society um or I guess you, you, I see a lot on social media. It's don't worry about what, what others say or think, focus on yourself. Yeah. Which I think is totally true to a certain extent. Right. But I think a lot of times that is um, exaggerated. Yeah. You can I, get caught up in yourself. You can get caught up in yourself and that's not – you can get you can get too caught up. Yeah. And that's, that's not healthy at all. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, a huge part of Emily – Emily had great thoughts on this. Uh -huh. the, the power of being around other people and the power of 
maybe like building or boosting other people. Mm-hmm. I think is what we talked about boosting others. Um, but, and and the gospel touches on this too, the importance of, of focusing on other people. Yeah. There's so much, um, it helps us when we help other people. Yeah. I think boosting people up. I always, I know we used to talk and we would talk about how it's, you're on your ladder and your whole goal for other people is to help them get on their ladder and get higher than where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about, think about what Jesus Christ did when he was on the earth. Mm-hmm. He, spirituality, very spiritual person. Yeah. Very in tune. And his entire ministry on earth was about serving others. It really wasn't. I mean, was there anything about himself? I really can't think. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, like you think about when he suffered in Gethsemane. Sure, exactly. he was quote unquote alone, but that was not for him. Yeah, I mean, that was not him engaging and you know creating more spirituality. No, he was doing that for us. He was mm-hmm. atoning for our sins, mm-hmm. and so Christ is obviously the greatest example of that. But um, and we could go deeper into that, but just kind of more personal. Like I, some of the most special experiences I have and some of the most, um, I guess when I felt the best about myself, as far as like self-confidence, um, stress levels, whatever it may be. Um, I feel best when serving someone else. Yeah. When, when looking, I, and not even necessarily like, cause we say serve and too often I do it in my head too. Like, what do I think of? I think of, you know, raking someone's leaves, you know, mowing the lawn, digging dirt, whatever it may, like a, like a physical action, yeah. just turning outwards. I feel so much better when I'm turning away from myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I say that because turning away from myself does not mean forgetting yourself. Does not mean berating yourself, forgetting your spiritual health. Cause that is important. We, we have to take care of ourselves. That's a commitment too. We have to, you know, we have to treat ourselves well. Yeah. Um, but turning away from myself rather than just spinning in my own thoughts, that is so healthy for me. And I, I think it's, I think it's healthy for everyone, yeah, honestly. For sure. It, and it's been proven that too. Mm-hmm. When you, when you give of yourself, not forgetting yourself again, um, you really, you really gain a lot for yourself out of that. That's not the point of service to gain for yourself. And that's, that's not the point I'm trying but, to make. But we're but, talking about how essential it is for yourself. Yeah. Like I, I think our body needs, I, I, again, I like calling it, I think a better way for me to visualize it is building up others or boosting others. Yeah. Cause that could be, you know, smiling at someone. Uh-huh. It could be, again, like you said, an you go up service. with them. Yeah. You, you go up with them. You're trying, you're trying to go up together. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Um, what are the quotes are there that we wanted to talk about? Um, let's look here. If anyone has any quotes or any uh, topics to talk about, we'll talk about this one, and we'll we'll probably close with this. Send them to us. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Some people will judge you for changing. Time limit. Some people will judge you for changing. Some people will be happy that you're changing. Choose your circle wisely so, is what it says. Yeah, so I, I got it back up. But some people will judge you for changing. Some people will celebrate you for growing. Choose your circle carefully. Yeah. This one's huge. Um, you know, we're on the topic of of being a little bit more selfless. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how service and how that's not the point of service is, is for you, but it's for others. Yeah. But how it's essential. This turns the conversation to, okay, but the people who you do surround yourself with, the people who you do serve the most, mm-hmm. what they do 
does affect you. Yeah. Right. And, and you can, it being around wrong people or, or not necessarily bad people, but people who are kind of a vacuum and are just sucking up your energy. Right. If you don't, if you don't feel like built up after having a conversation, like really being around someone, I'm not talking like you sat next to them on the bus and they're your friend and you didn't feel boosted up after that. Uh-huh. I'm talking like, you sat down, you had a conversation, you had, you, you, you really spent time with them, like quality yeah, time. They're, they're, they're a person in your life. And you don't feel like just charged up. That's, that's not necessarily bad. I think it's the flip side where if you feel like drugged down or like you have the life sucked out of you, mm-hmm. then they must be doing something drastic right. that could potentially be hurting you. Yeah. Right. I don't think, you know, you don't need to ask someone as soon as you feel drained after being with them. Uh-huh. That's not what I'm saying. But like you and I know people probably that spend a lot of time around people who just aren't good for them. Yeah. Not that either of them are bad. They're just different people and that's how their personalities mix. Right. I, <laughs> this is kind of funny to pull a quote from here, but there's a song from the Lego Batman movie that I really like called friends or family. Mm-hmm. And there's a line in there, which is, I mean, it's not copyright to that song, but it just reminded me, but friends are the family you can choose. Yeah. And you think about it this way, like ser- you serve everyone like that. That's not what we're You don't just serve your friends. Mm-hmm. You serve everyone. You can boost anyone, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make them a necessary. I shouldn't say it doesn't make them a part of your life because that, that's not exactly true, but that doesn't mean you have to bring them into your circle. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The people that you want closest to you, there's, there's that saying that you are the sum of the five closest people to you or the five people you spend the most time with. Who are those five people? Mm-hmm. What are, you know, who are you becoming because of the five people that you're spending time with? Choosing your circle is, is so crucial because you want people that will make you better. You want people that will that will lift you up with them, mm-hmm. right? And I've, I've I've seen that through my life. I I think specifically of my friends that I had in high school. I I mean I, I could talk about that for a long time about how how much I look up to my friends. I'm so blessed to have the friends that I have. And in I, such a crucial part of your life, right? Right. In such a developmental part of my life too, yeah. where you're making decisions. Um, so many of my friends made similar decisions. Yeah. Right. Me too. And, you know, whether, whether that be to, to go and serve a mission, to stay active in the church, to, to go to college, to continue education, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was so uplifting to be around dudes that were genuine, that were gentlemen, right? That believed in treating people with respect, that were nice to those around them. Because that naturally, because I'm spending time with them, that naturally makes me become more like them because mm-hmm. I'm spending more and more time with them. They're lifting me up with them. Yeah. And in the same manner... I, all of these dudes are very genuine good guys, right? On your own though, I don't think we would be as well off without each other because it's, it's a combination effect. Does that make sense what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because as you lift another, they lift you because within your circle, the tide, inside the, your the circle, tide rises right? together. Right. And so, um, being around my friends, we really amplified each other and, and helped each other make good decisions because as each person made good decisions, it made every other person want to make good decisions and that it kind of circled around because mm-hmm. you see each other making those decisions. And so my circle of friends in high school was, was so crucial to me that, I mean, I, I will always be so grateful for that. And that like, that's impacted me very much so. And I still spend a lot of time with those guys and, you know, I, I want to keep those relationships because of how they affected my life. Yeah. No, that's great. I think we kind of hit the hit the nail on that one. Yeah. Well, 
make it your goal to make someone else's day slightly better. Slightly, That's a great sli- invitation. Slightly above average. That's a great invitation. Yep. Okay. Thanks, everyone.